Hi and welcome to Nuance Podcast with Logan and Yusha, where we seek to unpack the subtleties of the human experience and get back to the basics of genuine human connection. Through conversation, we can define the fundamentals of a perspective, the foundation of an opinion, and anything else we find interesting. Follow us as we follow our curiosity and enjoy the episode. Hi, Yush. Hi, honey. How are you going? I'm good. How brutal is what's going on at the moment? I don't like it. You don't like it? Mm-mm. What was that? Uh, it's just caused a lot of um, disruption to my life, my plans. Your plans? Mm. Or your plants? Oh, both. Uh, <laughs> yours has a lot of house plants. I did. Did, yeah. They didn't all survive. <sighs> they didn't all survive this pandemic. But anyway, we digress. How have you been affected by this? I've been at home, so I've lost, I lost my job at, in March. So I've been home and I've isolated. You've been isolated. I have been isolated from work, from my family, from my friends, from the world for for that long. And it's um, really Cause hard. Because you, you, you were out of the job for March, weren't you? Since March. That's full on. I can't, I've been so blessed in that I've been able to stay on the job this whole time. Work has definitely slowed down, but the fact that I've still been able to go to work yeah. and earn money mm. and it's, and socialize has been so massive. I can't even imagine. Like what's, what sort of kept you, kept you afloat in, during this time? Like shit has been difficult. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, I don't even think it's been keeping me afloat. I think. You know, you coming home every day has probably been like a blessing because it structured my day. Yep. Whereas I had to create structure in my day and take control of everything that happened. You know, I couldn't work, couldn't, you know, even though I had study, it's still at your own pace. So even trying to fit that in, I don't know, it was, it was difficult. And because it was counseling and yeah. I was going through shit. So trying to help, like, put myself in a position of as a counsellor to help someone with mental health and going through mental health myself in a situation that is new to me. I wouldn't even know how to handle it. I probably still wouldn't be able to know how to handle it. I don't think there's a any kind of way you're isolated, you're isolated. You'd, you'd just take every step you can. There was no, like, you know, I judged myself because, you know, I wasn't doing what I thought I should be doing. Which that's been a hard thing for both of us. Yeah. Like I know I've still been fortunate enough to go to work, but even on the weekends when there's been nothing to do, uh, it's I've actually really struggled with having not much going on in the in the background. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so used to, I guess the structure of going the work going to work gives me that when I don't have that on the weekends and and I don't have the prospect of going anywhere, I've really I really found that quite difficult. Yeah. Making that kind of transition from having days filled with something to nothing mm. um, and not seeing anyone like yeah being a being a waitress before this for two years seeing hundreds of people a day to seeing absolutely no one is was traumatic it has been traumatic even going down the street i'm still i feel socially awkward mm. because i don't even know what the right kind of social cues are like it's and it's it's probably worse because of the mask thing as well yeah you know you can't see people's faces or you can see their eyes and you know what when you look into someone's eyes you can see a lot of pain and fear and which is literally what's happening at the moment everywhere you know i'm exhausted i look at myself and i've got the mask got to look into my eyes and i'm like i look like shit 
Mm. People can see that. People can see, and that's why we acknowledge. I feel like I try to acknowledge everyone I can when yeah. I'm on the street, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It'll, ne- it'll, it'll. Not that it'll never be the same. I mean, we don't know. It hasn't fully played out yet. But mm. it's, it's not the same as it once was. Like you, when you've got a mask, you got something covering your face. You have to, and you have face. to keep social dif- distance as well. Like the social distancing is a huge one. I think it's. I think it's underappreciated in a in a social sense. Yeah. Like if you take COVID out of the equation for a second, I find that when I'm out in society, like if I'm working or if I'm if I'm going somewhere, like if if I'm in a, if we're at a cafe or if we're fortunately we're out of the harsh lockdown area, so we we have been able to go to a cafe in recent times. But yeah, if we're out sort of interacting down the street or something, just po- like self policing that social distancing. Yeah. And seeing other people doing that, like... It feels so unnatural. It's really unnatural, but it's become, it's like almost second nature. Yeah. And even just thinking about that is actually difficult for me to come to terms with because it's so... I I know how important it is to be socially healthy Mm -hmm. and to, like, just the importance of social interaction for our mental health and, and like, for my experience too, if I'm in in an isolated... If I feel a bit isolated, like, or I don't know, if, if I feel a bit down, oftentimes I'm withdrawn socially. Yeah. And, an and it kind of becomes a loop. You're an extrovert. Yeah. You, it, you, you, you recharge when you're with people. Yeah. Whereas like, with me, I'm an introvert. I recharge when I'm away from people, but to an extent. This is yeah. crazy. Like, I actually really enjoyed it at the start. I really liked not having to go to parties. You know, sometimes I just don't want to go. You don't have an excuse. It was, in the beginning, it was kind of, it was kind of being like, okay, I'm really glad I get to have this kind of retreat away from social, my social life. Mm. But then, you know, one month became two months, two yeah. months became four months, four months became six months. Yep. And it has been so hard to keep it together yeah. every day. And it's and getting, it's getting harder. It's getting harder. Like it's, it's good getting the, the tidbits and the, like the slackening of the leash every so often but it's still you know to say there's a light at the end of the tunnel i feel like is an overstatement at this point i don't because yeah. how long i really have... don't like when people say that because they don't know themselves yeah and it's false hope yeah when you give yourself false hope it's so dangerous and it ruins your mental health mm. and your view and everything and your plans and everything that you thought you paint a picture for yourself of what it's going to be like and what that light is and where you're going to be when you get there it's like, sorry, no. That's We're going to That's how general in. with that. I feel like that's how we genuinely, so often we make that, because I make that mistake all the time, expectation. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It is like one of the biggest, uh, what are I, I think I, I have a, quite a line on that in Inwood. I can't remember what it is right now. But expectation is such a queller of yeah. joy. Mm. You know, but you can't appreciate something when you have such high expectations for it. Yeah. They, they, expectation kind of robs you of the possibility of an optimal outcome. Especially at a time like so uncertain. Like we don't know what's going to happen next week. You know, we thought that these lockdowns weren't going to happen. We thought that they'd be lifted. We thought that people would be back at work, but they're not. I really didn't hold my breath. You know, I am... I was just like, we'll just see how it plays out. I'm going to take every day as it comes because that's all I can, all that's all I know right now. Hmm. I don't, I don't, not even like, what can I do to help myself? Hmm. What can I, like, it's not going to make me feel better. What have you done in the past to help yourself? 
I'm sure we've all been in dark patches. We've all experienced some kind of withdrawal from positivity. You know, we haven't always been cheery as individuals at every moment in our lives. We all experience ups and downs. Have you have you gone through some kind of darkness, some kind of cycle in the past that maybe you can draw upon now to? Oh yeah, I hit rock bottom seven years ago, and I hit depression. What was your rock bottom? Suicidal thoughts, not feeling purposeful, loss of self identity. In what way? Well, I went, so I was at a period in my life where I was trying to figure myself out and finding who I was. I feel like it was like an awakening feeling. It wasn't a complete awakening. It was a feeling of there's something more here that I need to understand. I want to understand. So I bought a one-way ticket to London. Never lived at a home. Never been able to take like really experience taking care of myself that way or, you know, didn't know any of that. I just needed, I just knew I needed to get away and I needed to leave the country and away from everything that I knew. And How old were you when, when this, sorry? 22. You're 22, okay. Yeah. Sorry, continue. And I had a great time. I was on Dukantiki and everything, but when it got to... Yeah, discovering yourself, as they say. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. You know, I really felt like what it was like to take care of yourself and do what you want to do. Because, you know, you get up and you plan your day because you're like, I want to go see this and this and this. Or sometimes you're like, I'm just going to go walk around and you end up walking around all day for 12 hours. And then you sleep, you, you go to a party, you meet people and things just kind of happen. But I got back to London and like, you know, I didn't hear back from the job that I was waiting on. One week went past, two weeks went past. I just printed my resume and just walked down Oxford Street, handing them in and nothing for the next couple of weeks. I didn't know what to do. Everything just, there was no hope. I didn't know anyone as well, which didn't help. I burst into tears, called my mum. They bought me a ticket on my way home. I just, there was a nothingness. There was, I was lost completely. Did not have any, no identity for myself. I was like, I don't know who I am. I knew I just had a great time. Yeah, what does no identity mean to you? Like what when you say you had no identity, what... It's like everything that I thought about myself and everything that I experienced, I reckon it was, I was so oblivious to life. I was just kind of going about my day. Like if I think back of before my, I hit rock bottom, I was so unaware of life, of compassion, of the values of that kind of those, the things that I think of now, the things that help me get through my day, the things that give me value and purpose. Whereas when, you know, I didn't, I was learning all that. So I failed at trying to figure myself out. That was probably the number one thought. That's almost like, it seems like an expectation thing. You're like going, even just, just briefly yeah. backtracking back to what we're saying about expectation before. Like oh, that just said, you had such high expectations and you had I thought that I was going to be there for two years, flourishing, mm. wearing stylish clothes down Oxford Street, having fancy friends, living the life. And I didn't know what that even felt like to work. I didn't, I didn't know what it felt like to work hard. No one, taught, like I didn't learn that growing up because I was, you know, the youngest of six. I, I, you know, they, I was the baby of the family. So I was always the baby and I'm still the baby. Yep. And, you know. I can't imagine that's the funnest position to be in. You know what? No, it's not. I got a lot of attention and a lot of positive attention, but when it came to learning and stuff, I really struggled because there's a massive age gap between me and my, my siblings and they were going through finding themselves out when I was growing up. And they were all from, was it 18, you know, from the years 18 up. 
And then when I started to figure myself out, they were at uni or at work. Yeah. You know, we didn't communicate. Look, I felt like there were just people in my house for a really long time until I kind of got out of high you, school. You had no one that you could kind of relate with for a really no. long time. Like me and Phil hung out and stuff, but we had fun because that's all we knew what to do. We, you know, we were the babies of the family. People took care of us. Yeah. We never had to take care of ourselves. Yeah. But when it got to that, you know, it was like shit. Like that, my rock bottom. That's what it was. It, that was my shift in. I gotta, I gotta do it now. No one can get me out of this except me. That was at my darkest level. What led to that though? Like what was the point where you've gone, you know what? No, I got to pull myself out of this because that is a position or it's a point that seems really difficult to actually come to terms with. When you're, when you're in that, like I've, I've never been to the point that you describe. I felt low. I felt a bit withdrawn. Like I was saying, I felt a little bit isolated, mm-hmm. um, but I've never been to the point where I've had those kind of thoughts and behaved in those kind of ways Mm. Uh, even just from my minor experience with that i know how difficult it is to be able to pull yourself out of it and get yourself forward having been in that state that you were in what was it like how did you get to that moment of clarity i to be honest i don't i don't even know if it was it was me or if it was something divine like my soul my spirit really that was probably the biggest divine intervention that I've ever experienced. So I was in the car and I was like, I felt nothing. There was a long period of time where I was just didn't feel emotion, nothing like, and I can't really explain it. It's literally like a numbing of emotion. You don't feel sad. You don't feel upset. You don't feel that you're just nothing. And I was in the car and there was a voice obviously going on talking how easy it would be just to let go of the steering wheel. And all of a sudden my goddaughter popped up in my head and then my nieces and nephews and that like it was so powerful that moment where I actually just gripped their steering wheel tighter and I was like I, I'm, I'm role model you know I'm someone's godmother I have a responsibility I do have purpose and even if it's just that you know like I'm the one steering my life so that's it was like a metaphorical yeah wake up call there's no one else like you know no one else is driving except me i am responsible for my life and that's what really kind of shaped my understanding of others and being like you know what i want to share that with someone because i don't think people know that people don't know i mean they do know that they're responsible for their life but not to the point of you can make every decision you can get out of anything like if i could get out of that Uh, like there's there's nothing that I can't really get through. And you've like told me before how, like in more recent times, how you felt yourself slip back towards those mm. old familiar kind of feelings from that point in time oh, because yeah. of the social isolation that we're feeling at the moment with COVID and the lockdowns. Well, I was socially isolating myself back then. I When I got home, I didn't want anyone to know that I was home. Mm. I'd failed myself. I'd failed everyone that I knew. And like, I just lost, like, I didn't have any communication, no interaction with anyone right now. It's exactly how I feel. I've been feeling these, you know, the same particular thoughts and that, like I'm, you know, not, but I would never act on anything. I wouldn't, it was, it's more of an observation because of I'm home a lot and I'm just, you know, thing. And because you've also like, you, you experienced those emotions and feelings in the past, you've had 
that very close brush with it. You you were very intimate with it for a, you know a period oh, of time. Oh yeah, in the I know past. it very well. Yeah, so there's so, no way it could actually. So now control. now when it sort of comes back when yeah. it comes back up for you at this uh, point it's easy in time. To manage. Yeah. yeah. So, so how have you gone about? How have you gone about managing these sort of things? I can't imagine it's been easy. It hasn't been easy for me and I'm not even in anywhere near the position you're in. Well, I think that, you know, even living with you has really helped um, because we are so different. You know, our the dynamic, that helps me. I, I don't need someone the same as me. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, the way you move forward with things and the more you kind of just are present in the moment really helped me to to just kind of shake it off a bit. Just when some things happen, let's just move on. Yeah. If Don't dwell on it. Don't believe it too much. Don't get sucked into it. Just move on. Just take a next step forward away from it. And you've also improved, like I say improved, but like you've developed, you've grown massively even just since we've been together. We've been together for two, two and a half years mm-hmm. about there. Like just over the course of the relationship, like I've known this like your history and your, your story about what you went through when you were 22. Mm. And I've gotten to know you very well in your process and the way that you go about processing what's going on in your life at that point, in, at any kind of point in time. I tend to kind of lean towards talking. Yeah. And I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So like, and that's where one of the ma- like the biggest differences in us is I grew up in a family that was very, we shared everything like we mm. we spoke about anything and everything. there was nothing that was off limits in my family which was fantastic like, it was great there was a lot of um, verbal freedom in my family growing up you know which it does have its drawbacks you know you can overshare um but you know for the most part it for me i was it was lucky that it provided a safe sort of platform to express myself growing up like particularly with my mother and having that person there really benefited me in, in that it helped me develop a strong, like a confidence, a foundation in myself and like how I go sure, about sure things. Yeah, I think it it's really helped me become sure of myself and I'm really grateful and blessed that I got to have that growing up. And so that's really shaped me as I've grown mm. and gone out into, into the real world and now, you know, moving out of home and just living now as an adult. That is definitely something I've taken with me. And so, because I've grown up that way, I'm very much a talker. I, I communicate. It's my way that I express myself. We all myself. communicate, but you communicate through I talk. talk. <laughs> I talk. I have to talk things out. If, I, if I'm if i not talking, it's because there's something really wrong. Yeah. And I can usually... And I know that. So I can, then I ask. <laughs> and then I talk to you and get you to talk. <laughs> yeah. So like it's when we when me and Yuj met and we were getting to know each other and I learned these things about her past, I started to be able to pick up on her mechanism for processing or coping with something is that she goes within, she goes inside mm-hmm. herself <laughs> and doesn't really talk. And that was something that I had to, I had to come you to terms struggled. with. I really struggled with that as someone who I need to talk about stuff. I've got to talk things over yeah. so that I can come to grips with what it's it is fine. that's wrong. Yeah. But yours doesn't, she has to process it internally first. <laughs> so I've, I've had, to, I've, I've learned though, like I've learned that when she's quiet, when How she's, much time do you need? <laughs> yeah, I, I ask different questions <laughs> where once upon a time I'd be like, what's wrong? You know, let's talk about this. We've got to talk this over. Yeah, Don't bottle this up. Yeah, no. um, and I'm like, it's not bottling up. That's just, I've been in my head, like 
I'm having a conversation and dealing with it in my head. Yeah. And then I can tell you what's going on. Yeah. Because I sometimes don't know. You know, I'm doing yoga and meditation yeah. and stuff. So I go inward. That's my process. Yeah. It's not dangerous at all. Like, you know, whereas some people, yeah, they, they're just listening to a voice and getting sucked in. And, you know, it worries me, especially in this time. Yeah. But what's the- your experience in COVID or this pandemic? Um, fortunately, I'm still working. Mm. Fortunately, I, I never, I didn't get... I didn't lose my job. So I've been able to still keep my routine and still be able to go places, still be able to drive, you know, leave the house and leave the town and um, go interact with people at work and still have some semblance of normalcy. And like even just the purpose, general purpose that comes along with getting paid to do a, like to do a job. So I've been very fortunate on that front and it has definitely kept me going. It's still what I've really struggled with, I've struggled more so with the overarch, like the reach, the overreach of power over me. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not, this This isn't a, a dig. I'm not pushing anything across. I've always struggled, even growing up with not understanding or, or I've always asked why. I've always questioned why things are happening, why this is the way it is. Yeah. And is it, is what you're telling me the truth of the way it is? And I've always needed to come to my own conclusions about things instead of just listening to what someone tells me mm-hmm. is, the, is the situation. So I, that kind of sounds really obscure, but I've struggled with things being taken away, things being taken away from me. I, you know, the, I can't drive to this place or I can't, I can't travel here. I can't go and see family. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't go to see your family. We can't go and see whoever we want. We've had a lot of those freedoms taken away. Can't go on a road trip. Yeah, can't go on a road trip. All the things that I used to be, used to just be leisure and pleasure. Yeah. It used to just be fun. The things of life that we did take for granted. Now not having those has been really difficult. And I think just being aware that that is the case has really chipped away at my ability to stay upbeat during this time. And it's not about i'm not trying to put a point of view across necessarily about no, the situation but no this is just your that's your experience yeah i've always okay. I mean, let's, you can ask my ask anyone in my family you know i was difficult in the sense that i never took because for an answer yeah. i i i was always why why i want to know and then i'd, I'd assess what their answer was <laughs> in my it, and it would go through my my own assessment i'd be like no nah. you're analytical i'm very yeah logical and analytical in my in my own way in your own way and I kind of make connections. And when I feel like something makes sense, then I'm like, you know what? That's fair enough. But if I think that there's something, even if there's some element of things not adding up, mm-hmm. I look, I delve a bit more into it. Yeah. And as you know, when I was younger, I didn't really have the capacity to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I just say, why, why? And then just go stuff it. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but now, you know, I'm older and as an adult, that's not how the world works. But you ask better questions. Yeah, I'm a bit wiser in that I know I know that there's better questions to ask and I'm a bit better at learning or going out and getting the responses to them yeah. so that I can be satisfied with, you know, what the, what the situation is. And it does make it a little bit easier for me being able to Google things and read books. I read a lot of books and it makes it easier for me to be able to go and read a book and learn about a particular topic that's come up. Um, you know, I feel satisfied that I'm expanding my knowledge and I'm growing and I can have, I can ask better questions mm. and it can, I can just continue to improve on my, 
intellectual side on, in, on the things that I know and my understanding of the world and and how everything kind of fits into place obviously I'm only 25 like fuck you know I don't know everything no. I don't, I'm so far from being across even the tiniest shred of how this world works and w- what life is well your 20s are to figure out you're yeah. figuring yourself out I, I think it's been it's been pivotal just putting myself out there and asking those questions and that has kind of been what's kept me afloat I think during this time, because I've definitely still, like I said, it's still really difficult for me to be able to manage those feelings yeah. and those moments where I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm, wh- I why, why can't I have what I want? Yeah. You know, the frustration. Yeah. It's, it is really frustrating. And we have our blow ups. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. A little breakdowns here and there. Yeah. I think it's healthy. You have to. Yeah. Especially when you, you're not allowed to out in public or like when there isn't, you literally can't do anything about your situation you have to let out that fresh that things you're keeping inside yeah you've got to let it out yeah absolutely we we, yeah we have to it's you know that's one thing that we've had with our relationship is that we've i've been understanding of how each other's each other process their situation but also be very open and understanding of when we need to express ourselves and just give each other the floor to be able to make that expression absolutely it's... I think it's been probably the healthiest relationship I've ever had, not just with a partner, but even with friends with a friendship. Because we're, we're best friends, we know everything about each other. We we've given the time of day to each other, you know. It hasn't to get just, to know that and to, to ask to these questions, that, yeah. yeah. You know, it hasn't just been romantic. It's been learning about each other. Yeah. It's been a lot of that. It's building a friendship, building that foundation. And, you know, of course, there's something special. There's always been something special from the beginning. But a big part but of that's just been asking those questions. That's it. And getting to know and not judging. It's generally that the yeah. reason why you pick someone because you want to learn more and more and more. And they give you something like you've given me that taking a step forward. Don't worry about, like, don't get sucked into it. You know, that's what you've given me. We give each other stuff in a relationship. Yeah. Well, I'm logical, analytical, critical. <laughs> I'm emotive, very emotional. Visual. Visual, creative. Like the, the polar opposites to me. I'm more fast-paced, like, let's go, go, go. And <laughs> you're like, whoa, I'm going to get overwhelmed if you go that quick. We need to yeah. slow down. Yeah, and so we're kind of like the yin and yang. We balance each other out big time like that. Impatient and, and patient. We slow, I slow you down and you speed me up. Yeah. Into a good balance. And I think that balance of what each other brings what we both bring to each other's lives has been massive in helping us both get through this situation together. And so we've been very fortunate like that. We know how important these little things are, this ability to communicate in such ways that what's important in the communication process itself, in that listening, in that understanding, in that non-judgmental sharing of opinions and ideas and exploring those ideas and opinions together and not just not just discarding them because you don't agree with no, them. figuring it out and asking good I'm, I'm a big fan of the devil's advocate because you've got to look at things from so many different angles before yeah. you figure it out. It's important. But also it helps you to separate yourself from whatever you're attached to. Yeah. You know, you have to. you got to move yourself away from, like, if I had stayed in that headspace of I cannot control my situation, I am being, you know, controlled by whoever or the situation we're in now. You know, if yeah. I stayed in that, if I stayed in that, I don't know where I'd be because I think, but I had to step away from it. Okay, what can I control? What can I do 
to make myself feel better? What can I, what will make me, what can I reach right now that isn't too difficult? Yeah. And there's always something there. Just, it's also just widening that broader. tunnel vision a little bit. Just a little Lifting bit. your gaze a little bit. And yeah. I know, like I said, I, I haven't been in that place that you were in when you were younger. So, you know, I can't, I can't necessarily speak. Oh, I'm glad you haven't. Cause oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but but I, I know for myself, it's not easy. It's hard to try and expand yourself that little bit. I, another thing that I'm, because I generally am more go, 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 mm. I need to sort of expand energy. If I'm sitting down for too long doing nothing, I start to get... I know. Really, not panicky, but like no. I start to get a bit more frantic. Yeah. Like it's not anxiety as such. It's just like I, I don't know. I I need to be. I'm I'm really fidgety. Like I'm always. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if if I'm not doing anything, I'll it's be fidgeting. I'll be bouncing a knee. I'll be biting my nails or something. Because you think you should be doing yeah. Because I think I should. There should be something I should be doing, and it's it's hard to. It is anxiety. Step honey. to step out of that. You get the, those nails. They will be no longer very soon. <laughs> That's why I stick yeah. a fidget stick in your hand so you can. It's been very eye-opening, I think, this whole this whole experience, Absolutely. and it's shown me, I think, where I need to grow. Like in that same sense, like I like I said off the top, you know, or when you when you asked me about how my life's sort of been different. Yeah. Having nothing to do on the weekends has been very fidgety. Yeah. It's boring, <laughs> for but it's me. boring yeah. for you because yeah. we usually did a lot of stuff on the weekends. Yeah. Now, like I like I said, I love reading. Like I expend a lot of mental energy reading and trying to learn things and understand things. Around you need my head to physically do something. And then yeah, and then I need to physically yeah. do stuff as well. well. We both do. Um, it's so hard to keep a routine too. Yeah. Like especially when you don't have that structure in the day. I'm trying to do yoga every day, but I can't because yeah. my body and mind is just it needs something different every day because there's no structure. To, and as hard as I try to keep that structure, like it's really difficult. And I have times where I judge myself. I'm not fulfilling whatever this expectation is. You go up and down in these in these times. So yeah, it keeps coming back to that expectation thing. Yeah, because my my fidgety sort of thing is the same thing. Mm. I expect that I should be doing something. I expect yeah. that I should be being productive, mm. and when I'm not, that expectation is a kind of source of anxiety for me, and it, it does cause me to be even less productive because then I jump from doing this to doing that to doing this because and none of those is ever going to be enough because no. I should be doing them all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. You know, and studying and then doing something else and then and then working on the podcast stuff and then doing something like all of it like it's just not enough. I just don't have enough time and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about all these things <laughs> yeah, and you've I never had you've, you've never had more time. <laughs> I've never had it. It's ironic. Yeah. You know, so it's it's been a really it's been it's it is it has oh, been and it still oh. is like hard. Yeah, and that's what worries me. Like I, you know, there's part of me that really wanted to share. And that's why, you know, I've been posting more on my Insta. I've been posting more because there's a lot of people that aren't really talking about this. People think they should be, they should be fine. Yeah. People have those expectations of themselves. And I wanted to share a little bit of how I'm going with my day just to make people feel, or it's one part of it is to communicate, being like, hi, I'm here. This is what I'm going through. Are you going through the same thing? Because I've been hearing stories and reach out and people have been and it's not the people that I am close with it's people that I haven't spoken to in 10 years and they're like oh my gosh like I I'm so with you on this mm. I feel exactly the same way it is so hard and I don't know what to do and then we share yeah. an exchange and 
give each other the time of day and ask ask these sort of questions like how is what has happened in the past influence who you are today Mm. and where you're at today how you learn you know how how did your going through the those tough times how have they impacted you where you are today like how have they changed you how did you grow from that i figured out what my values are my beliefs and what what, i what do you value now that you didn't value before I value my spirituality and my faith. I value family relationships and honesty and trust. Before then, it was about attention. Yeah. You know, being the youngest of six, you know, seeking attention was a massive one. Also, you know, you're a kid, attention. young, immature. Kid, yeah, yeah, young, immature. All Just I those wanted. usual things. Yeah, but I, want, like I wanted that. attention. But when I got it, I hated it. So there was this... There was a night that I didn't, I didn't quite understand how I functioned. I didn't have a, yeah. Is that a function though of like you as a, the youngest of six? Like you, you, you're, you're used to getting attention because you're the youngest. You're like the novelty child. Mm. You're like the, the little cherry on top (laughs) that everyone gets to see and everyone gets to appreciate. Pinch her cheeks. Yeah. And that attention, like tension on the same token is also overwhelming. It's the the worst thing. Like I hated my 21st. I didn't want a 21st. And then I was just kind of like, oh, maybe I should just do it because I'll regret it. Worst thing I ever did. I had so much anxiety. I literally, I, what did I do? I took off my shoes, went into the like corner of the kitchen in the hall where I was at in the kitchen and sat in the corner because for, I don't even know how long my auntie found me. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, just need some breathing time. Because it was too much. It was too much attention on me. I did, my speech, I didn't even... I can't even remember what I said, but I know that I didn't thank my family and my parents for cooking or anything because I oh no. I was... Yeah, mom and my sister's like... I remember Sonia saying in my ear, and thank you to your sisters and your family for <laughs> cooking and putting it all together. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, it was so overwhelming. I hated every moment. Every <laughs> moment of it. I love my 21st. <laughs> 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 spent so much money like decking the place out to look oh i decorated it i had so much fun decorating it but when it came time for the spotlight to be on me yeah i hated it i was exhausted not like an hour into it i was exhausted everyone kept coming up to me saying hi how are you it was too much too much attention do you think that like because you said you're an introvert mm. is that to do with the fact that you were the last in line of of six um, siblings it could have something to do because there's such a massive age gap there's 18 years between me and my oldest brother and I had a like, because everyone was kind of at work or studying, you know, pub was studying. Phil and I, like, we just kind of play outside. We lived on a 10 acre block of land. We had horses and we had ducks and geese. We had dogs. And I was, I usually just use my imagination. I played with the animals. I'd create my own games in my head. I'd go out, ride the bike. I'd create my own things. So that, but it was on, I was on my own, you know, like Phil was doing his thing. You know, building his cubbies and doing his own thing and I was doing my own thing we we're yeah. both introverts in that way and but when you know when we came to the dinner table it was just loud everyone's talking you know because everyone's just telling their story and sharing you couldn't get a word in you know and even if you did say something oh you baby you don't know or you know you'd get kind of shut down and it's so not, were yeah. you always an introvert or were you like like is that part of your nature to be introverted or do the become like a learned behavior because of the elements of your life growing up. Um, if that I, makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I do like my alone time. Like I really treasure it and valued it when I was younger. Like I hated going, I didn't really like going to parties that much unless I knew someone going and I hated arriving by myself. Like there was like little things like that. 
I do think I appreciate it more after I kind of hit rock bottom though because I valued it more because and I was more careful as well because I noticed that I was an introvert so I'm like I don't want to be too introverted and I want to make sure that I'm using my being introvert in a positive way not a negative way so I'm not going to a party because I'm of a fear or anxiety of just something for being around people I want to go because I want to go but if I want to stay home it's because I have something to do I want to read this book or it's I really had to weigh up what what were my priorities or I haven't really thought about it, so I'm just thinking, I'm just yeah. answering it. No, it's interesting. I guess part of the point of this of this podcast too was to follow the rabbit down the hole yeah. a little bit and just go into yeah, those, just, yeah. you know, just wherever wherever we get taken, just go with it. A big thing for me that I think is really important in just being aware of, mm-hmm. like you said, is attachment. Definitely is attachment. And the way that I sort of define attachment is it's how you've identified yourself mm. like you are it's it's something that you identify yourself with you attach you kind of attach a piece of your identity or you put a piece of your identity into something, into something. and oftentimes you put your identity into something that is outside of yourself and you become attached to that and so if you were to lose that or have that taken away from you you feel like you've lost a part of yourself now a lot of people do it probably the easiest one to say is a relationship you do, you do become attached to the person. You put a piece of like you, how you, you've given yourself. Yeah, you've given a piece of yourself, a piece of your identity mm-hmm. to the person, and you do become attached. And then if something does happen with that relationship, and there is a breakup or whatever, you feel kind of lost, torn apart a little bit. So that's sort of how I talk about attachment. When I say attachment, that's what I mean. Mm. When it comes to like say being introverted, do you think that? there's the genuine trait of being introverted is exists in its entirety with you or do you think that the idea of being introverted is something that has helped explain how you feel or has helped explain a bit of why you are the way you are in your eyes and so you kind of became a bit more attached to being an introvert Mm. as a way of explaining yuja um i guess it it helps to understand me. I don't know if I put my identity into it. Yep. I think it's definitely a character trait. Like the things that I like and the things that I don't like, sometimes I can't control that. Yeah. You know, it's just something like it's with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's just something that's been part of me. I have a better understanding of it and what I used to use it for. So in that case, like I really didn't like going out or seeing certain people, so I wouldn't go. And that robbed me of an experience because then I stayed home worrying or being anxious or, you know, sometimes I'd be like, let's just go. I'm going to go. And that was the weekend that I met you when I really didn't really want to go, but I needed to get away. And I thought, no, you know what? I can, I don't have to talk to anyone. I can just sit there and do my thing. But when I learned a bit more about myself and grew into my identity a bit more, not into my identity, but yeah, I want to say that because it is, you know, it's me. Kind of had a better understanding of how I worked and functioned, what things I liked and disliked. So it helped us give you maybe like a, um, like an anchor. It gave you a bit of an anchor for a period of time to help you understand a bit more about yourself and how you functioned until yeah. you were able to do that for yourself. I reckon. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like you kind of made, like maybe like it gave you something that you could not necessarily attached to, mm. but just give you a point of reference and be like, 
yeah, I can stay afloat on this for a little while until, you know, so I can understand myself a little bit better now. Yeah, sure. uh, so I have a bit more confidence in myself now so yeah. I can go out there and develop myself. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Because so, I don't think, I'm not attached to it. Yeah. I, I reckon before I was, like when I started learning about introversion and extroversion, I really noticed that I was getting cling, clung to the definition of it. Yeah, like that, I so think that's you, what I'm trying to get yeah, at. Like so I know it's, first, it's really obscure, like, no, no, I get but it. I'm trying, yeah, that's... Yeah, so yeah. when I first started learning about it, and it's funny when I'm getting into like... Because it is really good. It's a really awesome, like it's it's a really awesome concept, and I think it does. Yeah, it is really important. It's a good thing to be aware of because you know, even in class, like if I had known that if I was a an introvert or an extrovert when I was in school, I think it would have helped me in certain ways, like asking questions and that kind of thing. Because there's a process, like they said in one of my books I was reading. Usually, the teacher points to the quietest person, right, for answers. So if you put your hand up at the start and ask a question, just a general question about the topic or whatever you're talking about, they won't pick you. Mm. Therefore, you won't feel as uncomfortable answering it and get nervous and anxious and that kind of thing. So I reckon, I mean, you know, maybe yes. Although I was very oblivious to life, so I don't know if it would have helped me or not. But it's little things like that that I know can like have helped me now. Even asking questions, having a conversation with someone. And learning about someone or reading learning about something, reading a book. Yeah. Um, it's changed the way I approach things and the questions that I ask, um, the things mm. that I do. You just really get to benefit from like the knowledge of others when you read. I just love reading. I think yeah, I got, it's, I could, really yeah. Cool. it's just like they're just sharing what they learned. Yeah. They share their experiences. Yeah. And, and especially because we're so aware of how important it is to share experience too. Yeah. Like... Well, that's what I'm saying more so yeah. now because, you know, we started this because that's of what that. this, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what this is for is to try and just promote that desire to, you know, to share your experience and to hear someone else's experience mm-hmm. and to listen to that and how that experience has shaped the person that you have in front of you today. Yeah. Because there's so much pushback and judgment on someone just based on their opinion. Yeah. Like if someone supports Donald Trump, they're a monster. Yeah. But there's no... There's no delving into the person that's beneath yeah, that. So like why, what, yeah. why you, What's why that you person been through? What has that person experienced? Yeah. Um, what do they consume? Like they, media-wise, like, what, what what's the build-up? If you really dislike someone, if you have a point of contention with somebody, like learn, if you can dedicate yeah. the time to it, just learn about just stay that, in it. the just elements stay of in that it person. Yeah. it's emotion too. So everyone's riled up in emotion at the moment, mm. right? Everyone's fearful people are frustrated people are pissed off there's a lot of emotion going around people are sad Mm. there's a lot of heaviness and weightiness and reactiveness so when you have a when you hear something you don't like you will instantly react whereas that's something that if we're conscious enough can control just take a deep breath and social media take a deep breath and ask a question and and like it just again it's learning about someone's a little bit about someone's past yeah. If you can spare the time to it, like what is important to that particular person? What what do they value? What have they learnt to seek in life that has led them to have a particular opinion or a particular point of view? Because if you can establish that kind of background with somebody, then you can definitely still disagree with them. Yeah. That's probably the best disagreement you can have is that you can fully understand and appreciate and respect what it is that you're actually disagreeing with. To just disagree with someone with no understanding of the person or what's behind that opinion 
it's not really disagreeing. It's just ignoring something you don't like and avoiding and avoiding having a, a discussion about it. It doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get either so of you anywhere. Either of you, yeah. Either and it, it creates like, a rift. Think... It creates anger. It creates yeah. frustration. It creates. And that's what we're trying to ease. Yeah, it creates a lot and of the, the emotional negativity Reactivity. around that particular topic. Yeah. And it's not like just use the Trump thing that's, as, that's, a, well, as that's an a example. Well, that's a big thing that's happening. Oh, it is a big. It's a very big thing at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, people are afraid to talk about that kind of stuff and learn. That's they're scared to learn. Maybe that he's not such a bad guy. Or maybe he is a bad guy. Maybe he really is a bad guy. But that's where that's where the that's discussion it. comes in. And yeah. that's where you talk and you share ideas and you're and open okay. to each other. Yeah. I think it's okay. Like make it a safe place for yourself. Even if you literally have to say, I wanna have a conversation I wanna have this conversation, but I might get fired up. Like pre prepare yourself and prepare the other person that things mm. might get heated, but it's not because you know, you're having an argument and you're attacking each other. It's just because I wanna learn, but because this is really new territory for me, I want to just, I want to stay in it. I want to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and being like, open and, uh, and being just asking open, yeah. that why. And I know it's easy for me to say because like but I was blabbing before, it's, yeah. I'm already predisposed to that kind of, I'm already inclined that way to yeah. just try and get Whereas more. Whereas I'd have to tell you maybe just don't ask that question. It's a bit full on or change the wording of that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get a bit into it. I don't mean to come across as no, critical. And I, don't I know mean, that. Because yeah. I know that yeah. you because we're together all the time. So I know that. And because we've had the space and the floor and to get to know each other and where we've come from. And we can appreciate and understand each other. Absolutely. And we accept each other. Like yeah. I like that you're the, you're the way you are. And likewise. Because it's so different. It's so different. If I was with another version of me, oh dear God, I don't know. Don't, I can't. Like so much emotion is like, I'm already so emotional. I don't think I could do it. I could, just, <laughs> <laughs> no way could I handle a whole nother being being that emotional. Yeah. And like, you'd have, you wouldn't have a relationship. You, you know, you wouldn't. Because it'd be very, both, it'd be very if self-destructive. Both, if you both deal with your emotions inside, like internally, where's the communication? <laughs> exactly. And if you overlap, like you'll never speak. So it's like, all right. And how, the, the other thing <laughs> is like, the challenges? where you grow as well. Like that's, that's the, the, I think that's the other thing. I know it's something that we, we've talked about. We have talked about before is that the, how the difference in like who you are as a person compared to your partner actually Benefits. can, yeah, it can play a role in your, your attraction to that person Absolutely. because you, it maybe there's this subconscious or this person. innate knowing yeah. that that person has got something, has got a lesson that you're going to have to learn for a long period of time. And that's what attracts that's you to them. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard. Like I, I'm not still not very good at planning and structuring my yeah. days or things. And I'm still not very good at relaxing and going with the flow. No, but it's, <laughs> but it's something that we've both got to learn from each other we, for a long period of time. Yeah, and we're willing to do that. Yeah, it's know? it's good. It's great. You know, I, I love the idea of you know growth opportunity, mm. and you know, th- th- I get this podcast was yeah, something that we both wanted to do for that yeah. too, because um, we both had like slightly different intentions if we just keep, if we just go into it and it just trust just yeah. trust that this is what we need to be doing and mm. that this is the right thing but to be doing then, yeah, we, then both of our intentions will be fulfilled toward it being like how do we share communication how mm. do we share this with because we talk about it all the time yeah we always talk about it after every discussion that we have with anyone you know we talk about it and then we're like oh, i just wish i could you know share a little bit of what i've just learned yeah and what the energy was like in that conversation or how you know how and how we moved through it or how we didn't move through it 
because if you notice the blocks even like if if you if you don't if you notice that there's a lot of miscommunication just say it and some of the best the best conversations i've had are the ones where i've disagreed with the person i was talking to mm. about a particular topic and it, it even though i disagreed it's not that they're wrong and it's not that i'm right it's that i've i believe in something and i stand up for it and that person believes in something and they stand up for it mm-hmm. and if you're lucky you can have a really good articulate conversation about it mm-hmm. and a good dynamic and oftentimes you know blood starts boiling it doesn't necessarily bubble to the point where you're yelling at each other but if the conversation does finish and you come away from it I use it as a point of self-reflection and go, how was that? That person's just challenged me. I got so fired up just then because I was challenged. Yeah. And it's hard. It's really hard to be challenged, but it's so important to be challenged. Because now I learned something. Because now I've come away and I've gone, this person said this. How, how, How does that fit in with what I think? Do I agree with it? I don't agree with it. Mm. Why don't I agree with it? Yeah. And then I ask... Yeah, when you don't, when you don't know. I ask myself those questions so that I can figure out why it is that I disagree with it. So that if I encounter that kind of topic again, I have a, a, a better respect for it, yeah. but B, I have more confidence in myself yeah. and more enthusiasm about the topic itself. And more, I'll be more willing to have that conversation again so that I can just share with that person the things that I've just learned. Yeah. And it's helped you solidify your worldview. Yeah, my, just my beliefs, my my thoughts on the topic yeah, and yeah absolutely that's th- those have been some of the best conversations coming away from we might leave it there then otherwise we'll be we'll be we can go into this for hours yeah so i think it's a good place to finish there um i agree <laughs> good intro um to us and a bit about what we're about so that was a bit of fun yeah. thanks for sharing this time with me honey oh thank you my love thanks for sharing your time with us we hope you enjoyed the episode If you have any thoughts regarding the conversation today or just want to get in touch and share a little of your experience with us, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Logan and Yuja or send us an email at loganandyuja at gmail.com. We will put the details in the show notes. Thanks for listening and until next time, with infinite love.